I am Chanda. This is CPA. Chanda pays attention. Thank you so much for joining me on this journey and just being with me. And if you're new, welcome aboard. You're in a new phase. You're joining me in a new phase, and this is very exciting. This is my new series uh, called Ubuntu. The channel itself might be completely restructured to follow this if I deem it successful. This is going to be a perspective. This is going to be a take. Sorry, on humanity on people ubuntu means humanity the spirit of togetherness the idea that people are interconnected and how do we live in an inter- interconnected society is really what i'm getting at so welcome to the trip it's going to be a trip and we're taking this journey together so hold my hand or at least let me hold your attention with my voice as we take this journey together This is just a test episode. I'm hoping to reach a new type of audience by readjusting how I do my podcast. Now, a lot of the time I read, I write for a really long time and I just read off what I've studied for like the whole week or whether it was four hours before the episode. Um, I really do put in a lot of work into these podcasts. But recently I've been doing a lot of self-respect. I've been doing a lot of self-reflecting and I've been getting behind that idea of trying to really understand myself. I um, started an Instagram channel that you can follow if you want. It's called Almost CPA. In addition to my other Instagram pages, five in total now. And doing that, I was following my self-studying, which I'm going to actually get back into because I think it helped me study for my CPA a lot, um, which I haven't been licensed yet as of this airing of this episode. Who knows what it will be by the time you're listening to this. But while doing that, I really got to observe the way I behave and how I spend my time. And I noticed a lot of weird quirks that I have. I noticed how I waste time a lot. I noticed how I invest in a lot of things that are outside work, which was really cool in some aspects and really scary on the others in understanding myself. Also, please understand, I'm not going to edit out the background sounds for this episode. This is going to be kind of raw. So you might hear like airplanes and all sorts of craziness. But for this episode, I wanted to talk about what I've learned in accidentally studying myself and we're going to talk about self-awareness and we're going to talk about what that means or what I have found it to mean so it's not going to be a lot of different studies but I will obviously bring in examples because I talk (laughs) I talk like I've studied um philosophy to any aspect that's just the way I casually talk I casually quote things it's kind of upsetting to people anyway what I've learned about self awareness and understanding thyself and bringing your full self to work and full self to situations is one of the first steps that we actually ignore. I mean, the obvious is like the obvious first steps step is self-reflecting, understanding who you are, which is a hard task. I've talked about it before. Um, The human mind is so complicated and it's so hard to keep a track of. And it's so big that scientists say that we only really understand 8% of our brains or we only use 8% of our brains. And that's the 8% we even understand. You know what I mean? It's a big it's a big thing to be able to think. Humans are significantly more complicated than we give them credit for. That's why I've also found the astrology vein of thought very simplistic and a lot of the Enneagram stuff. It's too simplistic. It's too, we're going to put everyone in a box. We're way too complicated. And I've dived into that several times and I'm actually going to go back and revisit some of those episodes in future. And that's a punk, I promise. But anyway, in understanding self, one of the first things is to look into self. Who am I? What am I doing? And that's hard. That's a big, that's a big complicated question because you're not only just who you are, like 
by design, God's design, or whatever you believe. I believe that it's God's design of who you are. You're not only that, you're also a factor of your environment, and you're also a factor of your, um, not a factor, I apologize, you're a result of your culture, you're a result of your environment, and you're very much a result of your history. What history has formed us to be today, you are the product of that. And that's a complex thing to understand. One, if you refuse to accept your history and you refuse to understand it, or two, if you were just like not exposed to what you are, how you came about to be what you are. Sometimes that can cause problems with adoptions or like, you know, there's a lot of factors that are really nature driven as as well as nurture driven. And then there's a point where I feel like we break away from both nurture and nature and we form ourselves and we kind of craft who we are, whether it's honing into our skills, whether it's running away from our destiny, all these things really form who we are. So understanding yourself is really hard because you're really complicated. It's not impossible. There's a way to manage self. And I think that's what I'm trying to get into in this idea of self-reflecting and discipline and becoming who you are, which I've kind of touched on. If you follow my Instagram account, there's a lot of clips and videos that I don't actually talk about on my podcast. So go into that, dive into that and learn what you will. Anyway, back to self-reflection. Today, I want to talk about understanding yourself in light of others. I think that's a first step we tend to ignore. And I know that sounds very contradictory because bringing your full self to the table, you know, just coming as I am and being me and I'm so cool and understanding of myself. But how do we understand someone so complicated? Because if you bring your complicated self to the table, you're kind of in disarray. You know what I mean? And I think it comes across sometimes. I'm not judging anyone's character or judging what anyone brings as their full self. I think sometimes when we bring our full selves to the table, in our own lack to explain what we really are, we come across as very disorganized, very shocking to the culture, very confused, very unable to unpack. And I know there's the defense of that's the point. Like, how do you understand me? I'm bold, beautiful, and amazing, and all the things. You are all the things. But in understanding that you are all the things, I think you need to understand how you're perceived. I think perception of self is is a good tool in understanding who we are. I think one of, I believe, and I'm going to say the words I think a lot because these are actually my thoughts. <laughs> Look at me, a thinker. Ew. If you don't understand how you are going to be received by people, you will be constantly at war with your community and the people around you. And that's one thing that I am truly not for. I'm not for bringing conflict to the community unless it's necessary. I think we should challenge our thoughts and have open discussions. And that's one thing I've tried to promote again and again and again with this podcast. But we also truly need to understand how the community receives us. I am black. Ooh, culture shock. I know everyone gasped. <laughs> I'm kidding. A lot of you guys are actually my friends who listen to this podcast and I appreciate you also. You know, you probably didn't gasp as much. But I've always been in environments, I've, not always, I've been in a lot of environments where being black is a shock or being black has certain attributes or we'll call them stereotypes that are fully embedded in the society that I walk into before I have a chance to express who Chanda is. Before I enter a room, there's ideas of 
what I am, and even when I'm halfway through explaining who I think I am, people already have perceptions going on. So I'll say, you know, like I'll walk in and being black has its own perceptions. It's like, oh my gosh, you're black. That means you're either like you love rap or you, you're like loud or you are um, innately angry or you might fight me because I am white or I am other or I am all these things. So that's that already comes before I open my mouth. Once I open my mouth and I say, you know, howdy. <laughs> People go, oh, you're an Aggie, all these perceptions. And then when I start explaining I'm from Zambia, there's a million different perceptions of either people assume because it's in Africa that I grew up struggling and, you know, like I've never known things. So sometimes if I end my explanation there, it's, wow, you know, you found the blessing of coming to a really cool school in America, which I did, A&M, amazing school. But, you know, you struggled in life or maybe you don't know what this is or growing up in Africa, you never experienced this. Or maybe growing up Africa means that you are like, I don't know, like even dating fields, people will be like, oh, you must be hella freaky. All this. It's all this stuff I don't have a chance to defend myself of. And I've only said like a couple of sentences. But in understanding that, I think I've learned to navigate conversations and to understand how people see me. And on one side in my career life, I've learned how to play the game really well because I know oh, certain aspects will interest people, but I can direct the conversation. So in having practiced these conversations, I seem well-versed or seem able to navigate conversations or I come across as confident because I've just learned how to explain myself. On the other side, um, in my social life, I've learned to pick up on cues really easily and just understand where I need to lean in more or where I need to step back more. Because some in rooms I've been in, I've been in very like borderline like racist or edgy southern deep culture environments and I know like as soon as I walk into the room oh maybe I should be careful saying this or maybe you know um explain this more or lean back on a bit more on certain topics or certain attributes of myself not that I'm not coming as my full self I am coming into a room or situation understanding that parts of myself are so foreign to the community I'm walking into I will be in constant defense attack mode if I bring this loud immediately. It's not that I am hiding my true self or denying my true self. It's that in knowing what my true self is, in knowing the fullness and gloriousness and the wonderfulness that is this beautiful child of God that I am, part of that true self is protecting my true self. And I've learned this the hard way several times, that not everyone needs to have access to your true self. And I understand with the media age, we bring our true self loud and proud and in disarray on social media all the time. You know, you just have to be like, you know, I'm a, I'm a hardworking woman on LinkedIn or whatever. But then also, you know, like I'm proud of my body and I can like show myself off and whatever, you know, on Instagram. And I understand the logic of that is that we shouldn't be ashamed of who we are. But I also don't believe that everyone should have access to who you are because some people are actually out to get you. Some people want you dead. And I don't think that's that's something that clicks in our heads. Like I understand that we shouldn't we shouldn't actively go after certain people groups or we shouldn't, you know, like persecute people. That's wrong and that's bad. And we should do everything in our society to protect it. But we need to understand that we are making leaps and strides as a society. But not everyone is always there yet. People have nefarious plans. The culture, let's say, for example, um, I was actually watching this um, this video on YouTube. She started, I think it was actually a TikTok video. Anyway, she's like an Instagrammer or something. She's famous for like social media, but she's like 
loved for being put together. She's a black woman, but she posted a photo where she was like wearing like a fishnetted outfit and like her butt was to the camera and she looked beautiful. She was gorgeous, all the things, but um, she lost brand deals because of it. Because, and she said that it was a racist attack. And like, you know, she can't bring her full self. You know, she's also like sexy and all this stuff. Sure. <laughs> Pop off queen. And that's amazing that you're sexy and all those things. But at the end of the day, we live in a culture where a lot of things are privatized, meaning that a lot of businesses are just owned by people who have the right to say no to certain things because that's what we are as a culture. You can't force people to accept your full self. And I think that's where she lacked in self-awareness. You can walk into a room and be your full self and come as your full self, and that's wonderful. But certain rooms will just say, we don't like that, and we don't want that. And that's them being... <laughs> In the same vein of argument, they're full selves. The the right to reject is a human right, as is the right to accept. We I know it sounds terrible and culturally crazy, but if you really just sit down and think about it, your yes is just as powerful as your no, and we should have a right to both. And now I know that this can be taken out of context and you like you can use it to as rights to persecute or do things or say things, whatever. And that's awful. And I don't want you to do that. Please don't hear me wrong when I'm saying um, you, you have a right to say no, but that's still your right. You have a right to not like me because of some of the aspects that I bring to the table. But in protecting what my true self is, in being self-aware, I need to acknowledge that you have that right. And I need to acknowledge that maybe in your eyes, for to be taken seriously, to be heard, I might have to dress a certain way. And that's just the culture we're living in. And maybe it'll change someday. I'll be able to walk to work in like a, I don't know, a bikini and booty shorts and have the same respect as if in today's world I wore like a, well, I think right now we're in like the boss queen age where you have to wear like, not you don't have to, but you know, you can wear fun pink colors, but as long as it's stunning and there's red bottoms at the bottom because I'm a hardworking bad bee. <laughs> it's, just, it's a level of craziness, but I'll accept it. That's just the world we're in. And I'm so happy because I remember straight out of high school to be taken seriously, you needed like the... <laughs> the church skirt like the three fingers below the knee and like white shirt inside with a black blazer and you have to look the part and even wearing work pants was a bit being on the edge and being kind of crazy so we've made steps just in the many years that I've been alive but my real point is there's certain things you might have to do to just be acceptable to hold the peace and just hold the peace until you can bring your full self and being self-aware I'm gasping now. Maybe I should have like written some notes. But anyway, we're freestyling right now and it's really cool. Being self-aware means that you need to understand what yourself is, how yourself is received. What yourself is, that was a terrible sentence. I apologize. You need to understand who you are. And in understanding who you are, a good step in trying to understand who you are is understanding how the world around the world around you sees you. What do they see when they are looking at you? And that can be things that, one, we can address. You know, like if you're of a like a thicker size or if you're black or if you're different in any which way, just one, understanding how people see you helps you better give the argument to why that's wrong or why that's right. You Just being like, um, I remember Ariana Grande was um, 
she's a famous singer. She became really skinny and everyone was like, you're just too skinny. And you're like, you know, it's a bad thing to be that thin and it's unhealthy. And, blah, 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 blah. and eventually like she had enough and she said, Hey, look, when you saw me like, like curvier or healthier, whatever, in quote, out quote, I was going through some of the worst phases of my life. Like I was unhappy. I was depressed. I was taking, you know, like she was going through it, but now she may seem like she's looking unhealthy and looking like crazy with it or whatever in your eyes, but this is the healthiest I've been. And I think that displays incredible self-awareness because she could have just attacked all of us. You guys are mean, you're bullies and you're sad and you don't have things to do. That's why you come after me. But what she said is, look, look, I understand how you're seeing me. And I understand that I look like maybe I'm sad or unhealthy or, you know, all the things. But this is the happiest I've been. Like, bear with me on my journey is basically what she was saying. And I found that was amazingly profound. I think that was a beautiful and powerful thing to do. Because she understood how she was received. And she just gave the argument back and said, this is my defense. And I hear you. I accept what you're saying. And this is why it's wrong. That's... I think that's an incredible step in self-awareness. I, I understand the arguments. Like, don't get me wrong in what self-awareness is. That's being aware of self. But I think being aware of self is understand that as much as you are looking at yourself, you're, you only, not you only, but part of the reason you have to do that is because we're all looking at you. <laughs> We've been looking at you for ages. Like, do you understand what you, you, you are to the table? Not even what you bring to that table, a bad queen. But do you know what you are at the table? And understanding what you are is understanding your culture, understanding your history, and just understanding how your environment sees you. And I think that's my argument. That's my summary in all this, this little tester episode. I actually might just air this because I'm a little bit proud of how I feel like I've carried the vein of thought. <laughs> in summary, this is my case. This is my argument to you, Ubuntu, to you people. Understand yourself by understanding how other people see you. Is that's my that's my thesis. And my argument, my main point is you will greater, you will have a greater understanding of yourself. You will have a greater perception on how to get to navigate your road to self if you can first understand how people see you. It's, I think it's, I think it's a healthy exercise and that's my case. That's my argument. At the end of the day, please know that you are loved and you are seen. If you agree or disagree, or you want to give me comments, you can always do that on my Spotify. I believe, I don't know if that works the same on Apple. You can just listen to me on Apple music. If you really have like big beef and you just want to get at me, follow me on Instagram at CPA Chanda pays attention um, or almost CPA. Actually, please don't disrupt that message board. I don't read it as much. But if you go to um, CPA Chanda pays attention, all one word, I will have discourse with you. I will have discord with you and I will have discussions with you. I will do I will I will have the conversation with you if you're willing to have it. Um, but at the end of the day, you're still seen. You are still loved. And this isn't me giving a cry for help. This is me responding to cries for help that I've seen all around me and I will try my best to be an advocate for how I believe and how I've learned in my many years on earth what it means to live in community I love you bye <laughs>